We ready to rock. All right. Well, we're back. We are. Unusual <laughs> suspects. Unusual suspects. Yeah. This is the. Uh, how long has it been? <laughs> it's been like what? Three, two days? What? Three, three years? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Wow. Seventeen. God damn. That's a. And what? We only <laughs> we only did like three episodes. <laughs> 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 oh, we did. I think we. I think we did five. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, we did. Three yeah, but episodes. you know what? We didn't. We didn't post all of them. That's that's true. Yeah, there was one that was we couldn't. We could not post. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's several. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I've always said like, all of our conversations that we have anyway are literally a podcast, right? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We talk about everything that happens in the world, right? And like, why why not put that shit out there? and let other people join in on the conversation. Yeah, I think that I think that um I think another thing too because of the pandemic um mm. people are not in spaces where they can share and talk ideas. Right. People call but you know everyone's trying to put on a front so just being able to sit down and just have a free form conversation with someone is pretty is necessary. I think people need it, you know. Yeah. I mean and like that's that was the idea at the beginning. Like, this is some shit for us to, like, to vent, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. A pandemic. You know what's crazy right? about that? I, I think that we we don't, like, we don't realize that we are in the middle of a pandemic. But continue. No. <laughs> we're just going to say that throughout the show. Every couple of minutes, we're going to remind you. We're in the pandemic, in case you forgot. Yeah, this is this is very. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll say, "Yo, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance," and someone will be like, "Yo, you know we're in a pandemic, right?" <laughs> I'm just right. Like, it, and yo, it is it is the ultimate excuse for anything. That's that's one. A, hey, I, I love turning things into <laughs> positives, right? Anything you don't want to do is like, "Hey, man, COVID is kind of hot right now." Listen, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know man, that just... that money I owe you? I, I don't know, man. Man, look, that pandemic got me messed up, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. You just got paid yesterday, uh, Gerald. Yeah. That's wild, man. Oh, man. But yeah, no, we're in the middle of the pandemic. This is the night before the election. Oh, right? my God. Yeah. The night before. Yo, here's, here's what's blowing my mind. America is getting ready to decide on the next president. Mm. And at the White House, they are building a non-scalable... Man, you saw that. A non-scalable fence. Think about that. Like, what? Think of all the countries that that sounds like, but it damn sure doesn't sound like America. It do not sound like no damn America, man. Talking about a a non-scalable fence, they're, like, deploying, like... And I'm just guessing, folks. I'm sure that they're lining up way more security, which is not a guess. You have mm. to look at the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, I was driving home from uh, the supermarket right before this podcast, mm. and I promise you, I saw four fighter jets <laughs> flying overhead. Like, <laughs> meow. I was just like, and I was just looking to see if there was any um, a Trump flag, but it was. Mm. But, but, <laughs> just in case, you got you to double just check. In case. But yeah, like, um, yeah, this is, we are literally um, in very tumultuous, 
tumultuous times. We got racial strife, right? You got people mm. rioting and turning up and burning stuff down. You got, uh, you know, the killings of minorities, black people. Mm. You got uh, COVID-19, a pandemic, right? Mm. And then you have uh, um, political strife where you what have else? like, <laughs> where you have like tomorrow. And honestly, probably not even going to be tomorrow. Probably going to be around the 15th of November before we find out because they still got to count all those ballots. But all this stuff right. is going on, man. It's like, huh? <laughs> like, how do you feel, man? So, like, how, uh, uh, how's your gut feeling, man? How do you feel? So, okay. Don't get me wrong. Just all of this is weird. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, it feels like we can't predict whatever happens next. Absolutely right? not. Because like you, you couldn't have put everything that happened in 2020, you couldn't have put it in a movie. It's too much. Oh my like, God. Like you would have had to stretch that over like 12 seasons and you still would have left stuff out. It's like house you of know? cards of game of Thrones, but yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. Um, ultimately, right. I think we're going to be okay. I yeah. think, I think Biden is going to get more votes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Here we go. Here we go with that <laughs> bullshit. Here. Trump. Trump is not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I I know for sure. But I think Biden's going to get more votes. Trump's not going to accept it. I don't know what happens after that. I think that's when we see some very strange things happening. And we we talked about this before. All the crazy stuff that's happened in 2020. Do you even feel like we've hit the apex? Have we hit the climax of all the bad stuff? before things start to die down and actually start to like even out again. I don't know that we have. Man, listen. I think we're going to hit the apex in about in 2021, man. <laughs> I I hate to say it, man. It just feels like oh, man. It feels like first of all, we we have to Well, I'm just happy that these companies are actually working on on um, something for COVID-19, like trying to actually like come up with like the um, the vaccine for it. The vaccine. Right. I ain't taking yeah. it. But um, I, I, I would say that I think that that'll balance out. I just think that when you we have a pot, right, and the pot is boiling mm-hmm. over. When you cut it off, it doesn't just stop. Do you, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, it doesn't just stop. So it, you're still going to have some spillage for a while. Oh, yeah. And for it to simmer down. Oh, so yeah. I don't think that even if, let's just say, um, Biden becomes president and we get the vaccine, I don't think the people who are turning up is going to stop turning up. I think it's going to take a while for them to simmer down, you know? Hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I definitely think you're right. Like, there's no, I don't even know if there's going to be a actual point where we're like, okay, this is clearly the worst of the worst, and then things get better from here. It's not going to be that clear, right? Mm-hmm. I think one day we're just going to look up, and it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be 2022. You're like, oh, you know, things, uh, things are kind of okay again, right? <laughs> We're not going to realize it until like after things and even saying that, oh, things are okay again, Mm -hmm. everything's still going to be different. We're not going to be living the same way that we've been living. 
No. Uh, there's going to be uh, in business, some industries are going to be gone. Some brand new industries are going to pop up. The way we interact with each other, like all of, all of those things are going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think ultimately things are going to be okay. It's not going to be okay on January 1, 2021. <laughs> as, as much as that sounds nice, yeah. we're not going to be okay then, but we will be, you know, I, yeah, I guess I say 2022. 20, yeah, like I would say that. And, and I think that, uh, well, <laughs> okay, I digress. Um, <laughs> what would, what would constitute it being okay for 2022? Like what has to, or, or, or you just think that um, the minds of Americans will calm down by then we would have Facebook under control with, the bots, <laughs> we would um, have the uh, pandemic will be straight. Um, America will be open. So we'll, people will be able to like make money comfortably mm. move around and go to restaurants. And you think that'll pretty much calm everybody down? You think everybody's stir crazy? Everybody's a little stir crazy right now, right? What, and it's on both sides, whether you're, you've been the person that's paid attention to what scientists say, you've been safe, you've mostly been staying home, you're not interacting with large crowds. I think those people, uh, you know, I lump myself in that group. And mm-hmm. I think we've developed a higher sense of anxiety and like, you know, oh shit, what happens next, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But then you have other people who are approaching this with like rebellion, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like a set of siblings. Like you have the oldest child that's a little bit more mature, uh-huh. but at the same time they're still going through it, right? But you have the younger kid that is being a rebel, and I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm not gonna yeah. follow these guidelines. I like my freedom too much. So all right, cool. cool. Yeah, COVID parties, that's, that's baby. How... We're doing COVID parties. <laughs> yeah, COVID parties, right? So it, there's two just like very different ways of approaching this. And I think, yeah, it has caused people to be a bit stir crazy. We are more divided than we have ever been. You I know? mean, even the 1950s. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think now, now we're more divided because now we, this is the most power we have, we as, um, a minority group has ever had so now mm. the division is way more palpable you know what i mean like you can taste that bitch <laughs> you can right. you, you can taste it <laughs> and every city we think that it may be stronger in the south i don't even think that's the case man i think that i think that like they are among us you know what i mean mm. like i think that it doesn't matter you know perfect example so like we're divided, right? And it's right. so goofy how it's kind of like how we automatically we automatically create enemies as human beings. So, for example, mm. Trump, the Trump team needed Antifa. Mm. They needed then you have to have the sect of the Proud Boys to fight that. Then you have Trump supporters that just hate Black Lives Matter. When mm. If if Trump is the person you want to vote for, then just focus on your political party, his tenants, and try to pull me over there, right? Because he's just a political candidate. He's a presidential candidate. So 
all I should hear from you is, hey, let me tell you why Trump is good. Like, let me show you some points. But it's sure. not like, but it's it, it's more so like a, a middle finger F you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems, it doesn't seem political. It's like everyone has to have, like everyone has to fight against have a known enemy as opposed to focusing on the cause. Like if it's black BLM, focus on police brutality BLM. It's kind of like, and if you're a Trump supporter, focus at the rallies. Go to, don't go to the voting polls. <laughs> Please don't do that. But I mean, some of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are, Some bro. of them definitely are. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think you're right, right? Because like that whole idea of, oh, I'm on this side and anyone who isn't with me is my enemy, right? That in itself is a great unifier, right? Because yeah. one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is, okay, you have like the vehement Trump supporters that no matter what, they follow Trump, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's a big part of his base. Mm-hmm. But there's also going to be, there's that chunk of people who support Trump. And I personally believe they support Trump more out of spite of Democrats and the left and how they conduct themselves and how they speak to and interact with Republicans, right? It's Jeezy's fault. (laughs) My president is black, but go ahead. Right. Like they, they see that stuff. They see the way that Democrats and liberals speak about conservatives. Mm-hmm. And when they hear that, now they're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you the, mother, the the middle finger. Like, yeah, I do support Trump. So what? And they stick their chest out a bit. I don't even think a lot of these guys truly, truly believe a lot of stuff that Trump says. No, Aside they don't believe any of it. Friends like diehards, yeah. those guys are definitely there. But there's a huge chunk of people that are like, these liberals and Democrats there, you know, they belittle us. They talk down on us. So we're not going to ride with them. We're going to ride with Trump. You know, it's crazy, too. There's also certain people who are who are diehard Republicans that just vote Republican on everything. They vote conservative, everything. Oh, yeah. One, Jamel Hill. Pay attention to who the, <laughs> Jamel who Hill's mom, with. I found out. You know, Jamel is so pro. Uh, you know, Jamel Hill. She was on ESPN mm-hmm. Sports Center. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just really interesting how certain people will just vote down the party line, but it's just it's just that to them. Yeah, it's so in- it's so interesting, man. We are in this is the weirdest, weirdest. You know what's really interesting about this time? Mm. The Christians. The- yeah, and that actually that's that's a great. I want to, I, I want to figure that part out. That segue, um, <laughs> that little. Yeah, no, that that's that's a great, that's a great thing to kind of try and analyze during this period, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at Christians, especially like these evangelical kind of kind of guys, mm-hmm. how how as a Christian, how do you reconcile supporting a guy like Trump or anybody in his base or all the guys that have worked for him that have been arrested? Or fraud and everything else. How do you <laughs> you read your Bible? You go to mass every Sunday. You look at the teachings. How do you reconcile that with with your guy? How, how does that add up? And then what's crazy is Trump just recently said he's a non-denominational Christian. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> There's a Christianity. It's not a <laughs> denomination. 
But but you know what's interesting about that, man? It is kind of like, um, I think the veil is being ripped and everything that is hidden is being brought to light because it's, mm. it, is, it, it is like, it is like, look, I love America, man. Let, let me just be, let me just say that. I love America, man. I'm playing some Star Spangled Banner as I'm talking right now, okay? <laughs> I love everything it stands for, man. I love America. Waving a flag in the background. But with liberty and justice for all, come on. I love America. I love but, but you know what it is? Do you do you love America or do you love the idea of America? Um, can can you love America in its current state? I love I love uh that's a great question. And let me tell you what my answer is. What? I love America as it is, and let me clarify, I love it as it is because it is an ever-evolving um, entity. It's ever-changing. Mm. Yeah. America has never, has never stayed in one single form in a day. Mm. It is always Very changing. True. So the fact that we are at the point to where I'm seeing uh, a black woman climb up a confederate <laughs> a confederate pole <laughs> and rip down a flag or tie a, a, a rope around a confederate general in a place where a few years ago she would have got shot or hung or lynched or something you know what i mean so yeah I, that's what i like america for is the fact that it's limitless possibility. Limitless. Yeah. See, I think that's the key word, right? Because for me, I love I love what America could be. I love the possibility of America. Because because of some of the points that you make, right? The one constant when it comes to America is change. Mm-hmm. And and life in general, right? Mm-hmm. America was built in a way for it to change. Even when you look at our constitution, right? There's a reason they left room for amendments. And you think of all the different amendments that have been added over time, right? If that wasn't put in place, America wouldn't be able to change and grow. It's a living document for a reason. Like, America has so much potential, right? And the other beauty of America is the fact that it is based on the will of the people. Yeah. And, and, it kind of comes back to that whole divide because we're so divided we can't we're not using our time and energy wisely in a sense uh that we're not all pushing for america to continue to change and grow for the better we're we're so invested in our own self-interest that we're not allowing to not allowing america as an entity to grow in the direction that it can't we're allowing things to kind of stagnate and potentially roll back. I mean, that could be narcissism, but I got a question to ask you. Are you, but what if the majority of America wants to see it destroyed? Okay. Well, now we're diving into some philosophy. 
<laughs> because I I think I've always I've always held a bit of a utilitarian approach. Mm-hmm. Things like this, right? It is about the will of the masses, right? What is the majority, and what do they want? Now, <laughs> what it starts to feel like is the majority doesn't want people like me and you to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's that's the scary part, right? Yeah. Uh, because maybe you're right. Maybe the majority kind of want to see. They want to see the show. They want to, you know, have their popcorn and watch the whole thing burn. Ask that question. You <laughs> mentioned a question, and this is the perfect segue to the question that you brought up before we hopped on. Okay. Well, this this is a question that we're gonna try. We're gonna ask. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try and answer. That really everybody needs. To, I think everybody needs to try to answer in some way. Exactly twenty minutes in, this is perfect. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. Do we? Do we all just want to watch the world burn? Mm. Is, is that is that what all this is? Because look, we, we're talking about America specifically, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look all around the world, you're seeing protests. People are protesting the government. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing government. Officials clamping down on those, uh, a lot of the times, peaceful protests. Yeah. Uh, people are ask, asking, demanding for change. And you're seeing the situations where things get out of hand. And yeah, you're going to see rioting. You're going to see looting. You're going to see scuffles in the street all over the world. And it seems like we're all at this influx where everybody's divided. Nobody's on the same team anymore. And people are are butting heads constantly. And so really that question is, is this, is all of this mayhem happening? Is it out of a desire to, to just let it burn? Or is it because we're, there are groups of people all around the world Mm -hmm. pushing to make the world a better place. And sometimes things have to burn first. Is that it? I think that, there's nothing, nothing is very rare in the history of mankind, right? If you follow history, where mm-hmm. things were, things were changed drastically or dramatically without destruction. Right. Right. So, and I think that, I think people low key want Revenge. People, <laughs> let's just say it. Like a lot of times, like for example, I didn't, I didn't specifically. Um, I wasn't a slave, right? Mm. And I'm not. About, I'm, I'm not about to do what all lives matter. So home. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't a slave, but you better damn believe that um, I have driven through a town in the South and felt that shit, felt the remnants of it and felt like I was mm. seen that way. And yep. I was actually in direct, what's the word? Direct, direct interaction with, um, um, a great grandson of somebody whose great grandfather was a slave owner or I'm driving on mm. their land. You know what I mean? Mm. So I would say that, um, I think the question that you have to ask yourself, right? Is, well, it's two questions. Is man inherently good or evil? 
But even past that question, you need to ask yourself the question as to whether or not uh, in the deepest part of your darkest desire, do you want to see this bitch burn? That's the million dollar question. question. And what it is, is people don't want to speak to those, uh, those urges the same way someone wouldn't listen. Let's just be honest, man. Okay. In this podcast, I'm gonna be the one <laughs> that's gonna be talking crazy, okay? So, so I'm just gonna give y'all that disclaimer now. But I completely understand that if my great 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 grandfather held land and had slaves, I'm not saying that I would like it. I definitely wouldn't like it because that's completely evil, but. That would be interesting to experience. <laughs> I mean, look, that's really very messed up to say. So, like, would, but, you give, would you give away your money? Like, okay, for real. If you knew that you're like your great or your great great grandfather was a slave owner, and mm-hmm. he left you a nice inheritance, you have to land everything. Like, what would you just start like see black people on the street and start handing it out? <laughs> see, absolutely. Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Now, but okay, if I were to find out that that in my bloodline, I mean, listen, I believe in higher powers. I believe in the spirit. Mm-hmm. I believe in karma. I believe in a lot of stuff. And what I do believe that if I have ill-gotten gains, and mm-hmm. I take those ill-gotten gains and move around, I better do something to balance that scale. So sure. yes, I would be. I would be. I didn't do the sin. Um, but I would, I would invest into the communities that was actually harmed and I would, I would, I would donate, I would help, I would seek out ledgers and family names. Yes. I would probably, I'm that goofy dude that would give out money. Yes. I I can respect that. I can respect that. I don't think a lot of people would have that same answer, but Mm -hmm. I, I respect that answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is the first look, episode. Anybody think, listening? So I am being honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I do think that all of us, to a certain degree, we do have that aspect of ourselves, aspect of our, our shadow, right? Mm-hmm. That you, you kind of want to see what the chaos brings. Right? Do you want to see it burn, Jared? <laughs> Say that again. Do you want to see it burn? A little I mean, bit. Some of it, not not the whole thing, right? <laughs> I don't want to see everything burn up and play, like because you think about it. Uh, if you're watching the news or or even any shows or movies, right? It's the chaos. That's the most entertaining part, right? We don't turn on the news and see a bunch of good news stories and no. see all these good Samaritans uh, helping an old lady cross the street. That, that's not, you know, quote unquote newsworthy, right? Real Housewives of Atlanta. We want the train wreck. <laughs> we want to see the train wreck. Exactly. You Another know, question. Like we're we're kind of drawn to it, like like uh, fireflies, right? To a flame. Do you do, do you know what I think? I realized I should have done while these past four years. You know what I should have done? Mm. I should have watched The Apprentice. Because <laughs> well, you think you would have got a view into how this guy thinks? Have you? Well, not even that, but. 
to how America thinks, to why America is so enamored by by the train wreck, right? Like, have you watched it? Like, have you seen The Apprentice? I mean, I've seen, I've seen clips. I've never, like, sat down and watched a whole episode. You've seen clips, but you never watched? Yeah, I'm curious to see if maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe if, like, maybe if we got um, Lakeith Stanfield from, from Atlanta, and he was like a raging racist and he was crazy, but we just fuck with him because of Atlanta. Maybe just like, oh, yo, that's that nigga from, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure out what, like what it is. Because I'm always trying to get into the mind. Cause it's, that's a lot of people, Jared. That's a lot of people. It is. A lot it of is. people. But okay, if you look at history, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at all, a lot of the different leaders who came into power through autocracy, fascism, um, any demagoguery, right? You know, th that's what I was talking about, about that great unifier. Like when you can identify an other, right? When you can play to two people's fears. Because mm -hmm. really, when you think about it, Trump and his supporters, it's a fear-based system, right? right? He's telling you Antifa's trying to burn down your cities. Mm -hmm. He's telling you that Black Lives Matter want to defund the police so people can just rob you and you can't call the police. Like, he's making you afraid of anything that challenges the norm, right? Yeah. Or their perception of what makes America, quote-unquote, great, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is based on fear. Um, and think about it. We're all living in some type of fear. Right. Yeah. Most people haven't conquered their fears. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can, if you can put that energy out there to say, "Hey, you should be afraid of this." Can, do Do you see what these guys are doing? Whether it's true or not, but if you hound it enough and if you repeat it enough, you can get these people to believe it. And yeah. I, I think that's that's one of the main things that's happened. Like he's gotten these people to be, you know, that hive fear mind. He's so good at it's, it too, uh, man. Like it's diabolical, man. You know it's gangster too? I kind of mm. think that so four years ago, the news moved in a certain way. Well, actually, like five, six years ago, right before he became president, right? Mm -hmm. They played the way the news normally is. But now yeah. it looks as though like they're taking on his playbook. In order to offset, it's kind of like the he like, and I'm trying not to lean towards um, a Trump podcast, right? Because that's not what this is at all. Like this is mainly about like the um, the after effects of of what right. is going on with this administration, but like the news has changed. Oh yeah, print news. Yeah. Like digital news, it's all changed. It's so interesting. You know, it it definitely has. Uh, I I still kind of fear that we. Uh, wow, I, I gotta stop using the word fear. What concerns What concerns me is that potentially the media has changed, but maybe they haven't fully learned their lesson, right? Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times, and they've they've gotten better. But a lot of times when you see Trump on the screen or you see 
any of the guys that work for him, and they're blatantly lying. If you don't challenge them on the spot, at the end of the day, you're giving these people an outlet to reach people that maybe don't have a high enough level of discernment so that when they see an authoritative figure say something and say something confidently, they eat it up and they accept it as true. That there was is. a great, great interview. I think this was in New Zealand. Uh, this journalist was you know, speaking to a, uh, a candidate. Uh, this guy was running for prime minister. Mm-hmm. His party lost by like a landslide, right? Mm-hmm. But he was, he was trying to use a Donald Trump playbook. Mm-hmm. It, it was all about fear. He was challenging the current government who have done a fantastic job with COVID and everything else. Um, and she laid into this guy and she made it very clear, explain to the people why you lied about such and such. Are you ashamed of yourself? Do you want to apologize to anybody before uh, you disappear into political obscurity? Like she was laying into this wow. guy. And I'm like, I have never seen an American journalist challenge politicians the way this particular lady had. And, and I'm like, man. Can you imagine what things would look like if uh, Jake Tapper or Cuomo or any of these guys spoke to these guys directly and got got answers and not just the polished political response that we usually get from officials? You know what's awesome about that? I think I saw that. I saw that interview. And um, yeah. I also found out that uh, five days later, someone cut her brake line. And she flew off of a cliff. No, I'm playing. But I think that's what it is, right? I think is I think it's straight fear. I think fear. I think that everyone, like what they say that we are motivated by fear or love, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And with those two, with those two emotions, lets you know how somebody, somebody, can get into power with lies. And with threats, mm-hmm. someone can get into power with, but someone can also remove them from power with love, or with fear oh. too. The yeah. question is what, and I, and I, and I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I think that the the change can happen quickly. We just need someone who's fearless. But oh. leaders are very scary because they know. When you step on this type of fi- this this playing field, you know, like, <laughs> not to be a conspiracy theorist, but murder is is an appetizer on the menu. It's not even the main course. It's an appetizer. That's 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 understood. They get that out of the way first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll kill a couple of people just to get it out the way. But yeah, people are just scary, and yeah, man. Um, do you think that we? I keep asking you this question. Do you see the possibility of the fall of America? Well, okay. Possibility 100%. Because every great empire of civilization has fallen. Within five years. No, I don't see America falling in five years. What I've always said, like whenever we talked about this, I think this election and this kind of period that we're going through, this is the test, right? This is the test 
to see if we start moving in a more positive direction or if we continue to move down uh, a much nastier negative uh, trajectory where things can really start to break down. Illuminati. Yeah. (laughs) This election and everything that's happening over the next couple of weeks, this is the test. And if we fail this test, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's five years, maybe it's a little bit longer, but I think that's when we're really headed to more of a doom and gloom kind of scenario. And, you know, I I hate to be that person to like try and scare people into you know, right saying, hey, things are going to get really bad. But that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Biden, you know, Kamala, they're not our saviors, right? Of course the not. No. One thing I wish more than anything, I hope that these guys get in office. But on day one, collectively, everyone needs to put pressure. Everyone needs to vote in 2022. The same voter turnout needs to happen in two years. Yeah. We need to put pressure on these guys from the beginning because we've gotten to a point worldwide. You cannot simply trust your government to act with your best interests. You no, have no, to no, no, make no. them act in accordance to the job that you've given them. And you need to set examples. So just like, mm-hmm. oh, you lied to me or oh, you did that. I'm setting a pure yeah. example, an uh, example. You are out. Everybody who you brought in is out. You're out. Hold, yeah. hold people to task. Yeah. No, it's it's so crucial because I, I think in America and in so many places around the world, we've been so passive. And, you know, myself included, like I'm not saying this to like shit on other people. We we've been so passive with this whole political process, how government functions, and we've let other people handle things. And we just assume, oh, yeah, they're mature. They, they know what they're doing. Do they? Do they really? Or, <laughs> do they know or, what they're doing? Or what it do, is. I've done this really before, too. It? Like, I've done this shit before where where I I said, you know what? I'm not going to vote in this election because, I mean, it's a predominantly blue state. All the people that I want, they're going to run by a landslide. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Mm. Or being lazy and not want to look at judges or sheriffs or, you know. Propositions and whatnot. Propositions. Yeah. <laughs> Do it feel like they be putting crazy stuff in the propositions that throw you off? Yeah. And like the way they, they word it and stuff, like <laughs> they they word these things as if you're you are a lawyer reading them, right? They're never presented to you in a way where the average person and you know, I'm looking at it, I think, hey, I I think I'm a smart guy, right? <laughs> you know, gotcha. I'm in school, I got my degree, I think I'm intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading it. I was like, hold on. What what does that really mean? You know? Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, listen, I'm I'm in no way. I lived in New York. Mm. I know what the crime bill did. I know what the crime bill did. I know that if you got caught with some weed, that they can easily just lump you in as a super predator and lock you away for 25 years. I, I know that, right? But, yeah. um. Those props let me know that you might be voting yes on the bill and you don't understand how it may actually play out. Yeah. So it's a possibility to make to make mistakes on certain things. But um yeah, man, like I think that you know, you know it's crazy. This one uh, a friend of mine voted for Trump uh 
before he became president, he told me, and I'm just like, yo, dude, this is not the right move, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then, like, a few years later, he was still pro-Trump. And he was just like, uh, and I said, yo, I'm going to tell you what, man, I learned a lot about the law. I learned a lot about voting. I learned a lot about blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm getting closer with my family. <laughs> and he was just like, so would you say that America's in a better place? <laughs> so he's making America great again? He might actually be like reminding people about how precious America really is and how quickly we could like how things can turn left. Mm. I'm trying not to use bad. I'm trying not to use doom words. But yeah, like I, like I think that with this presidency, um, I've learned more with Trump than I did with Obama. Oh, yeah. A no, it's more. it's brought it's brought so many things to light, right? And oh, this nigga could do that. It's I know this nigga could yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, it makes you it makes you pay a lot more attention. Um, so, and and this is what I was talking about in terms of like sometimes things need to like burn and break a bit before they can get better. Yeah, and I think if if we're gonna pull a positive from this, if Biden wins and he gets inaugurated in February, a positive that. I think it would be very important for us to pull is the fact that uh, you can't, we actually know so little about how these structures work, right? Oh, yeah. And now that these things have been illuminated, now we have to pay closer attention. That's the biggest thing. We have to have to pay closer attention. You know what's crazy? Um, because it's so clear for so many people the system does not work for them. You know it's wild? And there's so many different parts. Like, I would say the first two years, hell, the first four years, this nigga's first term, I realized it's just like, oh, he has to turn in his stuff. We're going to see what's going on with his taxes because he has to turn in his stuff. And then he'll be like, nope. And he's just like, what? Oh, he don't have to do it. Oh, he don't have to do it. And then you start looking at it. Uh, you know, what's crazy. It's not Van Lathan. I forgot his name, but the, but one of the CNN pundits, he's also oh, a lawyer. Uh, what's that? Van Jones. Van Jones. Yeah. How he said that, uh, there's one thing and, and it was a Ted talk, right? He pretty much said that the one thing that we are unaware of is how important a concession speech is. When he concedes and say, a president say, hey, like Bernie Sanders said, yo, I lost. Um, we don't really understand how important that is to close yeah, this, that chapter. This guy is not conceding. He's not conceding. <laughs> my guy. I mean, he might. I mean, he's full of surprises. He might concede, but it's just so interesting to where, like, I don't like living in fear. And I don't like anyone to place me in a place of fear. And it's kind of like he has America on edge. Yeah. So interesting, man. Oh, oh yeah. You know, he's given the whole country anxiety. So now, I mean, we're at the point where, okay, say Trump loses. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the likelihood that these militias, and you know what? I don't even want to call them militias anymore. They're gangs and terrorist organizations, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're terrorist cells. How likely cells. do you think it'll be that these guys will be active and 
actually go out there and try and hurt some people if Trump loses? I think, I'm just going to be honest, I think that they would, they would um, do like, um, um, like lynching lights. They will lightly start lynching. But I think that they would probably storm a couple of city halls in some rural towns. And I think that a few people would be kidnapped and held ransom. Damn, damn, damn. I mean, I can't even... But but you see that. That's the crazy thing is well, you see that. Well, yeah, I can't even, like, rebuttal that too much because, like, look at the guys that tried to kidnap uh, the governor of Michigan. Yeah. That was, like, a real operation that they were planning. Yeah, yeah. Or how about how about the guy <laughs> that they pulled over in the truck with uh, a, right. enough guns? Yo, just think about... Yo, just think about, think about how quickly... That got swept under the rug. Why are we discussing anything except for a, a plan to kidnap? Dude, $500,000. That can outfit a... a, a he, he was caught with half a million dollars cash in his van with guns wow. and explosives and bullets. I guess wow. the FBI caught him and pulled him over. That is very... And I think that's another that's thing scary. we... Have. It's very scary because what it is is I don't think that that's American money. That's the thing that we're not looking at. I don't think that's an American funding that. Uh, your boy Putin is cashing out. Come on, man. Putin and <laughs> Xi Jinping is going in, man. <laughs> They're going oh, in, man. man. You'll just think about that. Like, if you really think about that, like, if you really think about that, even if you are a billionaire, your money, an American billionaire, your money is based, your structure, your home base is America. You don't want this shit to fall or flop. And you yeah. know that if something was to happen, it would be like, you know, civil unrest in the streets. That's not good for anyone's business. Yeah. The only people, if you follow the money, right? Oh, I'm two beers in. If you follow the money... <laughs> Right, the person who would actually make more money off of this would be a foreign power. Oh yeah, half a million, half a million. That's nothing. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, can you imagine if they got pulled it off and actually kidnapped Biden or one of his family members? Oh it's, my gosh, that's, that's... It's, it's just so wild to even think about. Um, and all these conversations we're having, like we're talking about America. Oh, and don't forget, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We in the On top fuck. of all that other nonsense, yeah, there's a virus that's killed like over 200,000 people. Hell, that might also be from Xi Jinping and from Putin. <laughs> <laughs> like, we would lose a few people, comrade. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're letting off all the shots. God yeah, God. because what it is is. Um, so just imagine you do something to where. Like, America's greatest weakness is that we're lazy and spoiled. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest weakness. So pretty much, if you're lazy, you're not going to do the research to really get the true information. You just want it spoon-fed to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't exercise. I mean, the majority of Americans don't exercise. And right. 
and um yeah we 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 uh and we're spoiled it's like we we want to do our stuff we want to go and eat our food we want to go to the club we want to do what we got to do so literally it'll be a way to kill off americans like yeah you gotta think about it like who just died um uh like who's a black guy who died who was ahead of godfather pizza what was his name uh, it's just giving my mind. Yeah, but he's killing like like it's it's actually spreading through. It hit the president of the United States. You understand? That was like like if that was the case, that would be an assassination attempt, and they would have been successful and knocked out military leaders, our military. Like it's it's genius, man. I hate to say yeah. it, man. It is genius. Yeah, we just gotta Yo, be. Let me... Let me ask you: Do you think, do you think Trump actually had COVID? Ooh, <laughs> he's coming with the bar, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think he actually had it though? Forty-nine minutes into this podcast, Jared goes in with the bar. You know what? Do I think he actually I had mean, it? I don't trust nothing this dude says. Um, yes, I think he had it. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why I think he had it. I think he had it because um, it's two different ways he could play it, right? One way you could play it is if he was pushing Regeneron or Remdesivir, whatever it was that he took, right? The stem cell shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got stock in it and he took it and he was fine, right? That's one way to push it. Another thing to push it is I beat it. Don't let it take over your life. I'm good. But the only problem with that is when that nigga was standing on top of them steps and he was he looked crazy. Yo, his chest was so tight. He looked crazy. He couldn't even put he couldn't even put his mask in his pocket right, man. He looked crazy, bro. So do I think he got it? I, I I think he had it, and I think that he held it long enough to where he spread it. Mm. Like, he spread it, and it's so funny. Like, how would you risk your life for a little $200,000? <laughs> you got people walking next to him just like, I'll work with you, Mr. President. Bitch, he got COVID. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's wild, man. Yeah, I mean, do you me think wrong. that he had I, it? I like, you think he most had likely it? he got it? Um, but also, he had the kind of treatments that nobody else has access to, right? Like using Regeneron, like freaking stem cells to heal. But he says um, he's pro-life, <laughs> right? <laughs> using the cells from a, a dead fetus to heal from a virus. That's a wild boy, like, boy. That boy, wild boy. Yo. Like, ain't nobody else got that, you know? So, yeah, it's easy for them to say that, oh, we shouldn't uh, let it take over us or be afraid. All right, cool. Do you think cool, cool, cool. Do you think he's doing, uh, um, um, he's trying to push herd immunity? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's the only thing that makes sense because, like, they're not – trying to contain whatsoever well let's explain what herd immunity because we're talking like everyone knows and 
you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like we may understand it, but um, do you want me to explain it or do you want to explain her? Yeah, 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 go ahead. So herd immunity pretty much is saying that um, uh, if the majority of a population receives COVID-19, then the the actual virus will die off because most of Americans will have it. So it'll be less people for it to to infect. So pretty much right. the more people that get it and it gets infected with it and get the antibodies, then it'll die off. So it's a cheap way. Like it is a cheap vaccine is let as many people die as you possibly can. Let everybody catch it. So it'll die off. <laughs> kind of like a bubonic. Yeah. Play, yeah. I mean, that's his plan, but I just, I don't see how that works in any capacity. The, the, so, not the solution, but the result of that is you have a lot more dead Americans. Plain and simple. It's I mean, just, but isn't the same guy about to inject bleach into your? I mean, maybe you could put the bleach inside the skin, inside of the bloodline. <laughs> That's something we're looking into. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could look into that. It was dead serious. Yo, I just don't understand. Listen, this is episode one, so I just need to, <laughs> I, I need to pace myself. But it's just so interesting as to how uh, Americans, they're not that dumb, man. Yo, they're they're really not. They're not that dumb. It's, so it's not. Like, why would it's you... not out of stupidity that we're in this mess. So, oh wait, oh I got a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? Let's just give Trump forty percent, right? The forty percent of Americans that we'll say thirty percent, because we're not going to do doom and gloom, right? Thirty percent of Americans are die-hard Trump supporters, right? Die-hard. Do you think that they are willing to destroy the republic to maintain power? And if they can't maintain it, then they'll just let it be destroyed. Uh, I don't think 30 million of them all believe that, but I could believe one or two million out of that genuinely believe that, which is crazy. That's absurd, right? It's absurd to think that That's crazy. potentially one to two million people can just accept the idea of letting it all burn down and then rebuilding it um, and being and having an active role in that process. Uh, I mean, hey. It's all one big guessing game, but it seems like he has enough people that are willing to go to those great, those great links uh, to to just trash this place. And I guess their idea is starting over. Okay, I have a okay. I have another question, man. Me and you saw. I mean, everybody at this point saw the tape of the Biden bus and mm. the Trump, all the Trump uh, trucks were going around it with the flags and then I think it was verified that the white car that was behind the Biden uh, tour bus was trying to get over and one of the SUVs actually rammed it out the way mm-hmm. to keep its position. Yeah. FBI is actually like looking into that right now my question is 
how in America can we let that happen and Americans not be outraged? Like, how do we get to that point? Like, is it me or should we all, should all Americans be really afraid? Afraid is still a, yeah, you're right. That's a weird word, but uh, isn't that odd? Like, that's not odd. It's a, look, that's a million dollar question. Um, It's very odd. It is very strange to, well, okay. It's, it's strange in some ways, but not necessarily foreign. Because for black people, we've always had a sense of fear in us, instilled in us, right? Ooh. By by society, by our parents and family members out of protection, right? Ooh. Instilled in us that this country doesn't love us and you can easily be tossed aside. And the reckoning part of all this is the fact that so many other Americans, white and other races, are experiencing not the same, but a similar level of unease and uncertainty about the condition of America and the idea that you would genuinely be afraid of large populations of other Americans. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It is insane. Just because black people have experienced some of this in the past Mm -hmm. doesn't write off the fact that all of this is insane. Yeah. And I think that that's what it is, is the fact that it is starting to feel insane. I think that's why everyone now is bucking up because because the status quo is is now looking insane. Yeah, the status quo is not looking insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts. But I say, you know. For any listeners I want to leave you with the question that we we talked about earlier. You know, do you believe that we all low-key just want to watch all this burn? That we're kind of okay with it burning so that it can be built anew? Or do you think that this whole process is just, we're just watching the collapse and we're not enjoying it? I, I kind of have the belief that at least some of us, there's a kind of a, a shadow aspect yeah. <laughs> of ourselves that enjoys watching this stuff burn to the ground. Not all of us, but I think a lot of us are, are kind of in that place because we keep watching. <laughs> we keep turning on the news. And we to, don't avert our eyes. And to all the listeners out there, um, I want to leave you with, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world was turning. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that uh, I think that's a good question to ask because, but I, I mean, and I think a question to ask the listeners is, is maybe in the comments, let, like like let us know how you feel about. Are you kind of excited to watch the? American bonfire. <laughs> yeah, especially the foreigners, right? Any non-Americans? Ooh, yeah, like, please. Let, let us know what this looks like to you guys, all right? I know it has to look just mind-blowingly insane, but I, I want to know to any non-Americans, like, 
how does watching all this unfold how does it make you feel about america call out your country call out your ethnicity <laughs> your uh, yeah, your race your gender your preference whatever it is your religion whatever you really connect with that affects you watching this feel free to call it out and let us know how you feel about it yeah well mr jared we uh we hit a a, a, a nice little 50 minutes to an hour <laughs> yeah that was that was a goal we we stuck to it we stuck to we it stuck man. to it <laughs> absolutely well hell um i guess tune in we're gonna um our goal is to have another podcast up to you guys uh what sunday monday how you feeling man yeah let's let's keep that that weekend vibe sunday night monday either way we're gonna be posting something every week absolutely we might get some bonus episodes you might get something after this after they call the election you know what i mean yo by the time we post this <laughs> i'll be watching the news i'm gonna see macy's burning down we're gonna film another episode <laughs> you see bruce spring saying we didn't start the fire <laughs> with american flag flying in the back yeah man uh all right so you guys appreciate you joining us uh my boy Corey. um Always holding it down. Uh, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. Unusual suspects. Unusual suspects. Peace out. Peace.